You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. It's good. Uh, if you have got your Bible as well, it might be on your phone. It's okay. You can just, you know, switch task on there and you can jump over to Ephesians chapter 4. Or if you got your analog Bible, I like an analog Bible. I like the paper version. So I use my phone for my, my reading plan, and, but I use my paper b- Bible to read from because I can write notes in there and I can, I don't know, I can see the context around it. It's real good. So, yeah, paper Bibles are good. It's awesome. Who bought their paper Bible today? All two of you. Great. Okay, good. Okay, great. Everyone else is like, I have digital. I carry it with me all the time. It's good. Awesome. Uh, so we're going to, um, we're in the middle of a series called Happier because that's what everyone thinks that our relationships are meant to be. They're meant to cause us to be happier. Uh, it's not really the point of your relationships, though. It's a nice byproduct. But if feelings are the main thing in your relationships, then you're going to live on very rocky ground, right? Uh, so, yeah, the, 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 the primary point of our relationships is not just to make me feel good. It's actually so that I am brought into community, that I understand who God is and the, the, the many broad, deep facets of the nature and the character of God are revealed when we are in community. Um, yeah. So I, I, I really get a sense that today's going to help you because it helped me so much and I'm still learning from what I'm about to preach, but it's going to help you in every single relationship that you have. All right? It's super going to help you in your marriage. I read this quote because we're talking about forgiveness today. Like not you receiving forgiveness just, but you giving it, right? And I read this quote years and years ago and it said, anyone who's been married for 10 minutes already has a reason to forgive. I was like, that's kind of true, you know? And so uh, this applies whether you have been purposefully hurt or abused or whether there has been a gap in some kind of expectation that you've had for someone and they haven't met your expectation. And this, now, we're not specifically talking about marriage today, but this is like, this is all over it, right? Because... In any close relationship, you have a level of expectation, right? The closer the relationship, the higher the expectation. So if my expectation for Beck is up here, if she delivers at here, then I have a small window of hurt or offense. If if her expectation of me is here and I deliver at here, she's got much more opportunity to be hurt or offended. And so that's the gap that we find ourselves in so often in this life, and forgiveness is how we close the gap, or grace. I remember a um, conversation with you and Kiri many, many years ago, and, uh, and I don't know if you remember this one, bro, but, but you, uh, I, I can't remember the context or what you did or what she did, but you had this argument with your wife about, where's the grace? I don't know who was saying it, but it was like, where's the grace? <laughs> Because you don't, here's the deal, you don't have to bring everything up. 
Every time there's a problem, you don't have to bring it up. Just cover it with grace. Right? You've only got to communicate what you can't cover. Talk about it if it's a thing, but heaps of stuff shouldn't be, be a thing. Anyway, I'm going to move on because you're all super quiet looking at me now like, <laughs> like oh my gosh. Um, so like forgiveness is one of the core elements of our faith, right? When you come to Jesus, He completely forgives you of every sin, of every rebellion, every wrong thought, every wrong action, everything that you have ever done and everything that you will ever do, right? It's complete. Jesus said it is finished, right? It's completely sealed. Uh, And so we are called to forgive others, especially the ones we don't want to. Especially the ones we want to hold on to. So let's read Ephesians chapter 4. And uh, I'm going to keep coming back to this. Uh, and this is, in, I'm in verse 32. It's also on screen. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. That sounds so simple, doesn't it? Just be kind and compassionate. Just forgive each other as God forgave you, as in Christ God forgave you, right. We might need to pray before we move on, right? Yes. God, would you help us in amazing fashion today to comprehend, to receive, to hear, to apply, and to step into a level of your strength and power that perhaps we've never found before so that we can Let forgiveness flow, not just to us, but also from us. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, so I put together a little working definition of forgiveness, right? Little working definition, because I like kind of refining it a little bit. And this isn't like the fullness of everything you'll find in every scripture, but I kind of feel like this is going to help me, even if it doesn't help you. That's fine. So here we go. Forgiveness is when, by love, grace, truth, freedom, kindness, or conviction, we release a person from a debt that we feel they owe us. The opposite is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is like relational cancer. Because it's, you get this bitterness on the inside of you. The longer that you hold on to a debt that you feel someone owes you, the more twisted and bitter you will get inside. And that is like relational cancer. Because that will eat away at the fabric of that relationship. And eventually it's going to latch onto other relationships and eat away at those as well. So unforgiveness is so bad. It's like smoking. It's like this choice that we make. I'm just going to keep smoking and eventually my lungs are not going to be doing so well and then I'm going to get some kind of problem in my body and it's going to take over. That's what unforgiveness looks like. It looks like this thick, black, gooey mess that latches itself to your heart and slowly works its way onto everything else. But here's the key. 
in verse 32, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Oh, that's so simple, Lord. Thank you. That's great. (laughs) If you're writing notes, write this down. Forgiveness doesn't need all the feels. I don't need to have all the right feels to extend forgiveness to someone, right? Because newsflash, you can do what you don't feel like doing. Who's ever asked their kid to clean their room? What's the, what, Jen, you have not asked your kid to clean the room. You might have asked your, your daughter, your sister to clean your room. Uh, whenever you ask your child to clean their room, what do they say? I don't feel like it. And my response is always, that's okay, you can do it anyway. There's a lot of stuff I don't feel like doing. I do it anyway. Well, most of the things. Most of the things. And then, you know, then Beck and I have a conversation and then I'll end up doing it anyway. (laughs) You know, every one of us has got feelings. It's just whether they dictate your life or not. It's just whether you can manage them or not. It's just just how, how high up the priority chart they are. But if truth is greater than feelings, then we live at another level. If others are greater than feelings, then I live at a different level, right? It's whether my feelings are gonna dictate how I treat everybody. Mm. Mm. You know why we choose not to forgive? Because some weird thing in us likes to hold on to hurt, especially if hurt has become your identity. Right? If you've taken on the identity of a victim, you will value the feeling of being hurt. And you will expect to be hurt in all of your relationships at some point. I know, because I walked that for a lot of years. You will actually engineer relationship so that you get hurt to confirm to you that you are worthless, that you do not, you know, you're not able to have what other people have. But Christ would tell you differently, right? Jesus says you are valuable and you are worthy of forgiveness because God doesn't do any bad deals. And He says that you're worth it, like the chick from Maybelline. So like, so often we don't want to forgive, right? We want to hold on to this offense. I'm not letting them go. No way. They hurt me. There's no way that I'm letting them off. We, we want to hold them captive to the pain that they caused us. We don't want to forget because we, we think that by not forgiving, we can prevent the hurt from happening again but actually we're still walking in the hurt that already happened. And we're the ones who are bound up now. How many people have hurt you and they didn't even know it? And they still don't know it. But you're still holding on to that thing. You gotta let it go. You gotta release them and you gotta find freedom yourself. And that's only gonna happen through forgiveness. The key is not to hide in this cave of unforgiveness. The key is the working, the working 
because it takes some work. The key is to work forgiveness so that my heart actually enlarges. Because if I hold on to unforgiveness, my heart will shrink and become hard. But if I keep learning to forgive, my heart actually expands and so does my capacity to love. Uh, Paul Bose, he's a, some business executive. I don't know where, how, where he got this. He's awesome. He says, forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. Right? Forgiveness is a decision that we make so, so to release them so that I can keep growing. So that I can keep walking into freedom. It's not just about them. It's also about you. You need to move on, right? You need to move into the next thing, the new thing that God has for you. But some of us are held back purely by your unwillingness to let the forgiveness that you've received flow to somebody else. Colossians 3, so let's jump over there. If you got your Bibles, that's cool. If you don't, it's on screen, it's on screen. This is like the sister verses to the same ones in, uh, in Ephesians. And I'm gonna read from verse 12 to give you some context around it. Uh, I'm in Colossians 3, verse 12. It says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, pardon me, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other, and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Okay, so you need to forgive them. At some point, you'll get to a position where you want to forgive them as well. But maybe you won't. Maybe you won't. Maybe you just don't want to. But if you let the Holy Spirit show you and convict you, you get a desire to set them free and yourself free. Um, because this is ultimately about love. Over all these virtues, put on love. And the word that's used here is agape love. The same love that God has for you the same love that God has for Jesus, the same love that Jesus has for the Father. It's agape love. And you've heard of agape a lot of times. I know, I get it. Unless you're fresh, brand new in church, you've heard the, the, the term agape a hundred times. You've seen it on some wrist bracelet somewhere and some daggy Christian, you know, slogan whacked on the side of some church building. You've seen it. But agape love is unconditional, sacrificial Love. It's what caused Jesus to decide to lay down his life for you. It's this love that is not feelings based, it is unconditional, right? Agape love is love that goes far beyond the feeling and the emotion of love. Henry Nguyen said, Forgiveness is the name of love practiced among people who love poorly. The hard truth is that all people love poorly. 
And we need to forgive and be forgiven every day, every hour, increasingly. That is the great work of love among the fellowship of the weak that is the human family. Whoa. I follow this guy called David Willis on, uh, on Facebook, and uh, he's just got so much great stuff on marriage. And he said this. He said, forgiveness simply means loving someone enough to pursue healing instead of punishment when they have wronged you. Forgiveness is when I give up my right to hurt the person who hurt me. Because that's what God did for you. He chose in His agape love to lay down His life to actually pay for the sin that you committed against Him. Right? Can you imagine laying your life down for someone who committed a sin against you to pay for their sin? Whoa, that's agape love. That's real love. That's powerful. Super quiet in here (laughs) right now. All right, so forgiveness is an act of love. It flows from our commitment to love one another. This is so helpful in the church, right? Because if you, if you hang around long enough, someone's going to offend you or I'm going to offend you. I'll probably walk past you and you'll be like, he hasn't talked to me for three weeks. And I'm not going to mean to offend you. Your spouse probably offended you this morning because they made your coffee the wrong way. Something happened and you were like, well, is that how it's going to be, is it? Right. And you got all flustered and offended because someone didn't do the right thing the way you thought that they were going to do it. And you're like, well, I don't know if I like this church anymore. People offend people. Okay, okay, like newsflash, everyone offends everyone eventually. Right? The key is not to focus on the offense, but to keep forgiving, keep forgiving. Because this is what we do. All right? Uh, Yep. (laughs) That's right. New slogan out the front. Forgive everybody now. (laughs) Like in every single happy marriage across the world, you have two people who know how to forgive. Because the moment that one of you stops forgiving, there's just this, there's, there's a stoppage, there's a blockage, there's something that is preventing Intimacy, connection, you know, getting on the same page. It's just preventing you from going forwards. You've got to keep forgiving. Keep forgiving. Keep forgiving. Don't stop. Like I said before, like don't, you don't have to mention every single time something happens. Just cover it. Just cover it with grace. And only talk about the stuff that you need to. Only bring up the stuff that you can't cover with your grace. Right? So you don't need to feel like it. You know? Don't feel like, no, I'm just waiting for the feeling to hit. That's not going to happen sometimes. You can do so many things if you decide to do it without feeling like it. Uh, But what if you don't think you have what it takes to forgive them? 
If you're writing, write this down. Forgiveness is natural because we are in Christ. Right? Let's go back to this verse here. Forgiving each other just as in Christ, right, God forgave you. Just as in Christ. Forgiveness is like this normal part of who we are as believers. Right? It's natural for you to be able to forgive. It's normal for you to be able to forgive, right? You might have to do it 10 times a day. You might, have, you might have one big thing that has been preventing you from moving forward and that thing might pop into your head 10 times a day. Or you might have lots of people offending you all the time and you just gotta keep going to that place where I forgive you. <laughs> I'm just going to keep on doing it. No, no, really release. God, help me. You know, you might have to go there a hundred times in a week and you, you can still find that it's normal for you because you're in Christ. All right? Because that's where I'm positioned. I'm positioned in Christ. Right? This is where you are. You are positioned in Christ. This is you, this is Christ, this is God, and you are in Christ. That's where you're positioned in Him. Not because you're so amazing, but because He died on the cross and gave you faith to believe in Him, and now you are in Christ. Right? Right, good. Does that mean I can move on? Everyone's got it. You're in Christ. Because if you are in Christ, and you are, then you are in love. You exist in the realm of grace. You exist in the realm of forgiveness. You are positioned in a place where forgiveness is normal. Because He forgave you. Because it's in his nature, because it's who he is, because he's a God of love, he's a God of grace, he's a God of mercy, he's a God of kindness, and that's the God that you're positioned in. You're in this atmosphere of love all the time. In your spirit, you're in this atmosphere of love all the time. You might not be able to feel it, but that's where you're positioned in Christ. The Word of God says that I'm seated in heavenly places. The Word of God says that I am in Him and with Him. I'm in Him. My salvation is found in Him. My position is in Him. So therefore, as, as I walk through this life, I'm always in Him, and I'm learning from Him because that's where I'm positioned. That's where my feet are planted. It takes faith to see it like this. I'm in this realm, and so it becomes your natural flow because it's His natural flow. Freely you have received, freely give. The other element is when I can't forgive and I can only do it through Christ, right? 
when it's too hard. And I know that I've got to forgive this person, but I can't. And so I'm, I'm hitting this brick wall of my own ability. But I know that somehow I have to extend forgiveness. It took me years to get over that my grandpa didn't turn up to my wedding. Years to get over it. And I was like, ah, it's, it's no big thing. It's, it's, it's no big thing. It's a big thing if you keep thinking about it all the time. It's a big thing if it, if it affects how you treat that person or how much time you want to spend with that person. But it's, it's I had to go, God, I, I'm actually going to need your help on this one. Like power, like supernatural help me out here. Because I, I, I know that I'm in you, but I also, need you to, I also need you to provide the strength and the power to do what I can't do. Right? So even if I'm stuck in unforgiveness, I can do it. Of course I can do it. Because I'm not just in Him, I'm also able by Him and through Him to accomplish what I can't do by myself. Right? And where is it? It's in Philippians somewhere. It says, I can do all things. How? Through Him, right, who gives me strength. So, I, so, so don't say I can't. You might say I won't, but don't say I can't because you can, because you're in Him and because He can do it with you and through you. Uh, it's good. It's normal. If you're writing, write this down. Forgiveness is deeper than the offense. I'm, I'm, not trying to, um, I'm not trying to be flippant in dealing with real stuff that, that may have happened to you or frequent stuff that continues to happen to you. But ultimately, ultimately, regardless of how big the thing was, uh, regardless of how often it's happened, the forgiveness that you operate in, that you have access to, is deeper than the offence. Because the forgiveness flows from the one who has forgiven all the sins of the world. All the atrocities of mankind have been forgiven. They've been paid for. The forgiveness has not yet been applied to all humanity because they lack the faith to trust in Christ and Christ alone. But the sins of the world have been paid for. Forgiveness has been extended. So there is nothing that you, do, that you are unable to forgive because forgiveness is deeper than any offence. I'm kind of seeing like, you know, uh, you, if you get a wound on you, you know, like you get a cut on you and it's, it's, it's such a deep cut that it requires stitches. It's like the forgiveness is deeper than the cut. The forgiveness flows up into the cut and brings the healing. doesn't matter how many cuts you have on you or how deep they are, the forgiveness of God can bring complete healing to us. It's deeper than any offence. 
And like, because I'm in Him, then the forgiveness that I'm able to operate in, it, it goes beyond like a worldly expectation. You know, like cut me off in traffic once, that's okay. Do it twice, what on earth? Anybody ever experienced some road rage in sunny Newcastle? Because I have. Sorry, first time it's okay, second time, whoa, okay, I'm pulling over, let you past. See ya, I'll just wait a few minutes, check Insta. In Matthew chapter 18, I wanna read you a little verse, a little chat, a little chat that Peter had with Jesus. Matthew 18, 21 and 22, it says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Peter's being super generous here. He's like, he's like, guys, guys, I got this. I got this. All right. Uh, so Jesus, seven and Jesus is like, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Other, other versions translate this verse as seven times 70. That's 490 times. Am I meant to count? Beck, sorry, you're at 490. Sorry, babe, but we're done because Jesus said, I've been writing it down in a book. The point that Jesus is making is how could you possibly count? It's unlimited. It's unlimited, Peter. He's teaching we don't count how many times someone sins against us. There's not a limit, there's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of forgiveness because it's who we are and it's where we're positioned. Forgiveness is larger than the offence. It's broader, it's deeper than whatever has been done to us. And I know that some of you have had some dark stuff that's happened to you. But His forgiveness runs deeper than that. And so can yours. See, like, we, we, we don't live with the same level of resources as everyone else around us. I don't live with the same access to resources as my neighbour has. They might have more money than I do, but I'm, I've got access to all the resources of heaven. Right? Because I'm in Christ. So like, True forgiveness can happen regardless of the size or regardless of the frequency. And I'm not, I'm not here to tell you like a formula either. You know, like if you get up in the morning for seven days and say these things and read this verse and do this mantra, you'll be good, right? Forgiveness is not a formula. I, I, I can't tell you that, all right, if you, it, it, here's Darren's 21-step plan to forgiveness freedom. Because it doesn't work like that. Forgiveness has to form in you. You, you, have, to, you have to be committed to it. Sometimes you've got to fight for it. Sometimes it's a daily decision. I'm going to forgive them. 
I'm forgiving them. I'm releasing them. I'm releasing them. You owe me nothing. You owe me nothing now. I release you of that debt. You might have to say it verbally for a hundred days in a row. You gotta let this forgiveness form in you. And if you can't, you rely on Him. You know where you are. You know who you are and what you have access to. The world's got a formula. Religion has a formula. Right here, Peter, Peter thinks he's being super generous because the Jewish leaders of the day taught that three times was all you had to forgive. Three times and then you're done. Three times and then you're dead to me. So Peter really does think he's being generous here. He's going, guys, I'm gonna double it and add one. It's gonna be amazing. You watch what Jesus says. You watch what Jesus says, right? Seven. Jesus is like 490, man. There's no formula for it. Jesus is saying, my forgiveness is greater than your culture. My forgiveness is greater than religion. My forgiveness is greater than A plus A plus A equals 3A. See, algebra, I know what I'm talking about. There's not like a bunch of Bible verses that you just quote a hundred times and then you're fine. You got a journey with Christ on this. You got a journey with the Holy Spirit on this. You gotta be committed and devoted to your own freedom and releasing them from whatever they did or didn't do. It's a work of the heart, it's a work of the mind, and it's a work of the will. You gotta engage all three. But after a while, it gets a bit easier. After a while, you're like, okay, I recognize this feeling. I recognize this moment here. This is the moment where I can be offended. This is the moment where I'm gonna be hurt. So you know what? I'm just gonna forgive. You know what Lamentation says? It says, the mercies of God are new every morning. I love what Pastor Phil says. He says, I get up in the morning and I forgive everyone of everything, every day. I'm like, oh, I wanna be like that. Every day, just, just free everybody. You, you, you owe me nothing. You owe me nothing. I release you. I forgive you. I extend it to you every day. Live a, live a, a clean, with a clean heart, a clean soul, a, a clean mind. It's all good. It's all good. Because I've received, I'm, I'm living in this place of continual forgiveness for me. So it becomes the flow that happens from me. But I don't want to stop it up. I don't want to stop the water from flowing. I need to let the water continue flowing to, my, to, to Beck all the time. You know, little expectations that I have. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Forgiveness. Because I know she's doing that every day as well. Why didn't he... Forgiveness. So there's a few things that you can do that help. Firstly, don't, don't speak out, I can't do this. Try not to say, I won't do this. 
because you don't want to form, you don't want to describe what God wants to happen with inability or with, or with a lack of obedience. Number two is that we need to confess, I can't do this on my own strength, God. You might not have the grace level to forgive that. And that's okay. Number three, we need to ask God for His love and His grace to fill our hearts. And then number four, as many times as necessary, maybe even daily, exercise forgiveness. Like I said, you might have to say it so many times verbally out of your mouth. You may have to say, I forgive you for that. I forgive you for that. And what what that does is that's describing the new culture that is in your life. You are describing what is happening and you are moving your heart forwards. You are saying this offence is not going to hold me down. It is not going to restrict my capacity to love. I'm deciding to forgive. Why don't we pray? God, this is such a huge part of our relationships. Our closest relationships and the ones with people that we don't really even know who have done things to offend us. But it's the, it's the culture of the kingdom to forgive. To wipe the slate clean to do the work that is required so that there's no, there's no barrier to intimacy, there's no barrier to sowing seeds, there's no barrier to loving people. So God, right now, today, in this moment, right now, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you give us the strength, the power, the ability to do what we can't do by ourselves or with our current level of grace or our current level of maturity. Right now in this room, would you enable us to forgive. You might just want to, in your seat, just put out your hands and say, God, I need you right now to help me free them. To help me cancel what is owed to me. You can do that without them ever apologising. You can do that without them even knowing what is happening. And let me say, you can do that without stepping immediately back into a full trust relationship. Trust has to be earned and built. Forgiveness can be immediate. 
So just come, Holy Spirit. I just see that hearts are being set free right now. This week, as you journey, your heart is going to become freer and freer. It's going to be like, whoa, I didn't know whether this was, I didn't know this could be this good. I see marriages are kind of going to be knitted back together. It's like the string is out and the, the, your hearts are coming back together because forgiveness is flowing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just want to give you an opportunity if, if you've never experienced the forgiveness of God for you. This is, this is why we're here. This is why we sing songs. This is why we hang out together because of what Jesus did for us. Because Jesus, out of His love, willingly gave His life on a cross to pay for the sin that we did against Him. It's the greatest act of love. And we receive that forgiveness when we trust Him with our lives. And we say, God, be my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. Forgive me and let me walk with You every day. So if you're in this room, Let's just close our eyes just, just a second. And this thing that I've been doing lately is just a super simple prayer. And it's just this, it's Jesus, I give you my life. It's not everything that you and Him need to talk about, but it's the start. So if you want to give your life to Jesus today, maybe you walked away and you're coming home and maybe this is your first time ever hearing these type of things. Just pray this prayer with me right now. Jesus, I give you my life. And if you prayed that prayer, I would love to chat with you after the service and help you to get started, help you to move, help you to grow, help you to know God, walk with Him. It's good. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.